How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Sang podcast. It's your host, Adam Sang. And today I'm with Skyla Lin, aka Wheezy Fitness 2.0, with over 300,000 followers on TikTok. Skyla, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So, Skyla, uh, you know, obviously TikTok is kind of like, you know, the main platform that you're accustomed to. Uh, but before we get into that, I guess tell me a little bit about yourself. Me? Yeah. Okay, so that's basic information? <laughs> any information. Okay, any information. Okay, I am from Statesboro, Georgia. Okay. I moved to West Virginia with my family when I was four. And then we moved back to Statesboro, Georgia on my 12th birthday. Okay. And fun fact about me is I was actually super quiet and shy. Really? Very. Like, you wouldn't know now because I just can't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I was very shy and bashful, but I was homeschooled, so that's kind of why. From 4 to 12. Yes. And then when you came back, tell me kind of like what, I guess, did you go into the public school system at that point? or No, my mom actually continued to homeschool us. So I graduated in the house. It was nice because I got to eat all the snacks I wanted while I was in school, working my PJs, and you only had to do four hours at a time. Tell me about kind of why she made that decision. Well, my brother was a bit of a troublemaker. Oh, yeah? (laughs) He got in a lot of trouble when he was in high school, and she just knew that she couldn't really control the types of people that we were around, and she wasn't about the school system at that time. Okay. Um, So she felt like she would have more control of how we kind of grew up if she homeschooled us. And she was right. I mean, we did miss out on, like, prom, stuff like that, but... We were very active kids, and we went to my grandmother's for, you know, the weekend, where it's been weeks at a time, playing with the neighborhood kids. We met a lot of people in church. So we, we had relationships outside of homeschooling, but um, that's just main, her main focus was to make sure that we grew up to be the type of people that she wanted. Yeah, you know, in, in, in this world that we currently live in with so much craziness out, out there, I think it's very important for, you know, parents to realize that, to try to, you know, protect their, their, their children as much as they can. Um, do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think that was the correct decision? Uh, how do you kind of like, I guess, look, at, look back on that? And do you wish that you had like kind of like a public schooling system or? Not necessarily. I think she made, the right decision because of the location. Okay. Um, we grew up in Logan, West Virginia, and it's a very high drug rate there. Like Got it's, you. it's bad. Like not even over exaggerating. There were certain bridges um, that you would go under, and there'd be stop signs. Well, you couldn't stop there without like hookers or you know people wow. like that trying to open your car, and they didn't care if they had kids in the car at all. So the school system was just heavily like drug populated and everything so even though we might not have you know decided to do stuff like that she did not want us to be around it so I don't I don't think you know she made the the wrong decision at all I do wish I had like more experience like you know hanging out with a a lot of friends and going to proms and dances and things like that but I, I don't regret her making that decision at all that's, that's awesome. So uh, take me a little bit further. So uh, we come back to Statesboro at age 12, and what do we do at that point? Uh, so basically we lived out of boxes for a few months because, wow. yeah, uh, we, we had a two-story house. 
living in West Virginia. So we moved into this super tiny house with all this crap that we had no room for. So we had like boxes stacked to the ceiling. Our mattresses were, there was like five different mattresses stuck, uh, stacked on top of each other. And so for the first couple months until we could get through all that, we all laid on that huge mattress <laughs> pile to go to sleep. So it was kind of like, it was fun, but it was also scary because you didn't know if you were going to fall off that night. And sometimes you did. But she was a single mom, and we were mm. we were little, so it wasn't like we could like completely unload things for her. So it it was a process, and at first we were just we we're kind of sketched out by it. It was mm -hmm. weird. We were away from all of our family, all of our friends. Thankfully, we did have some childhood friends um, in Statesboro that we hung out um, when we first moved back. So it was an adjustment, but it was it was it was nice. Um, how many, how many kids at this point? So how big was the family? Um, me and my sisters. Uh -huh. It was just three of us. The three three of sisters. You? My brother uh -huh. stayed in West Virginia with my dad. Okay, so he stayed in West Virginia. Yes. Gotcha. Did you go to high school, or was that still through homeschool? Still through homeschool uh -huh. until I graduated. And then what happens? Well, um, I didn't go to college Okay. or anything like that. Um, we didn't have the money for it or grants or anything. So basically, I've just been working since I was 15. Okay. And just kind of like job hopping throughout until I got a feel for, you know, what I wanted to do. So my first job was working at a life as a lifeguard at Splash in the Borough. Okay. And I was there for about five summers. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went and I was a server. I don't even, I don't know how long you've been in Statesboro, but it used to be a Gatta's Sports Bar and Grill. Okay, I'm familiar with that. I did not like it. <laughs> what didn't you like all. about it? They're just nasty people. <laughs> like, I did not like the owner uh -huh. at all. He was into some very bad things. And okay. there were several times I would walk out to take the trash out or something, and I would witness these things, always yelling at all the employees, mm. just belittling them, and that's not how you <laughs> encourage them to do good mm -hmm. at all. Um, but I was good at what I did. I was top server and top nice. hostess. And then I actually ended up getting really sick. Um, I've had severe chronic asthma most of my life. So it got to a point where I was getting sick to the ER like once or twice a month. So wow. I actually ended up having to go on disability for a few, um, a few years until we kind of got a grasp on my asthma. And then I went and applied at where I work now, South Beach Shaney Company. And how long have you been with them? Three years. Okay. And how, is, how, how has that experience been? It, <laughs> it forced me to grow. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest. Going into it, like, it was just one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go all over Statesboro and apply. I don't care where it is. I did not want to go back to the food industry just because I felt like me personally working at Gatta's, but it was, you know, it was a terrible Terrible ownership. I, I can like coming from my my standpoint, like not all service industries are are like that. No, uh, like, so I'm sorry that that was your experience in that. No, I was just like here, like if I'm waiting, like I don't know if you realize, I come here a lot and get like pickup on uh -huh. weekends and stuff. Um, but they are always so nice. If I have to wait like five minutes, you know, more than what they expected, they're coming out giving me coupons. Mm -hmm. or, I'm so sorry for your wait. You know, that's not acceptable. Just overly, you know, they're, they're all about customer service. That's right. Um, but 
I just think where it was kind of like a sports bar and grill, mm -hmm. it was just very belittling, and the guys that you served were just nasty and inappropriate. So mm -hmm. it put a bad taste in my mouth when it came to the service industry. So I went out. I applied pretty much everywhere except for restaurants. Okay. And originally when I went to South Beach, I'm going to be just straight up. I went there thinking, oh, this is going to be an easy job. I uh -huh. can just set people on tanning beds. I get to tan for free. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> <laughs> I was awesome. wrong. I was so wrong. Yeah. It was bad. Like, the the owner at the time, she had recently just had a baby. Because mm -hmm. Dimetown's out of 10, she's in there. You know, sure. she's hands-on. She just had a baby. Um, and the manager at the time, she was actually applying for different jobs. So um, I was kind of just, like, thrown into everything. Sure. Like, we, I had to study the South Beach Bible. So it's this huge manual you have it, to is read. Is South Beach, Beach like, a, a corporate or, a like, franchise. a franchise? Okay, got it's you. It's the so largest they, they, tanning franchise. Understood, understood. So they, they have instruction manuals. So you had to study the Bible. Yes, this huge Bible. You had to complete it within, like, the first and second day. And then you had to fill out um, questionnaire basically, and then you start your hands-on training. So they, they realize that not everyone works at the same pace, so they approach it in several different options to give you a chance, mm -hmm. um, reading, writing, hands-on, and then you kind of role-play and everything. Um, but it, it, it was a lot, and this was during mini busy season. Um, this is like October, and this is when everyone's, you know, they have rush, and they have these formals, and um, Everybody's trying holidays. to get tan. Yes. Okay. So it was like, I was just kind of like thrown into it. And it was like, if you sink, you sink. If you swim, you swim. So I was forced to figure things out on my own. Mm -hmm. And then I wasn't there like maybe maybe a month or two. And they offered me a manager position. Awesome. Like when I go into something, I ask so many questions. That's good. I YouTube anything I can. Like there was actually YouTube videos on the, the computer program that we use, Sunlink. Mm -hmm. So it didn't tell me everything that I needed to know, but, I mean, I studied hardcore. I asked questions left and right. I would even ask them to critique me because everyone was, like, scared, I think, of hurting feelings and being like, no, this is what you need to work on, where I'm like, no, just be honest. What am I doing wrong so I can do it right, please? <laughs> so it was, it was a lot. So I went from just setting people in beds, cleaning a lot of a lot of just bad things. Mm -hmm. A lot of bad things. Um, it's a sales associate job, so you got to constantly push sales with each client. To I got an email. I was in charge of customer service, um, scheduling people, hiring people, all account issues. It was just a lot. Paperwork, filing. Like I had no choice but to like get it together. Why? Why do you think you know? Because obviously there's a lot of responsibility with this. Um, what What do you think made uh, the owners give you that much control? I mean, that quick into it? Because it was a month into you working there, right? And then they all of a sudden they're just like, okay, well, you know, you can go ahead and take care of all of these things. What do you think was about you working there that kind of like led them to give them your trust? Because I showed that I cared, and any test they gave me, I didn't want to just be good enough. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure, no, this is the best that you've seen. Mm -hmm. You know, any little thing they did. You want me to sell and know my product? Okay, I'm going to list pretty much everything that I can about this product and tell you why you should be using it. Mm -hmm. If my customer wasn't happy, I went out of my way to make sure that they were happy. Just 
anything that they wanted me to do, I wanted to be like perfect at it. And they saw that, you know, I deeply cared about the salon and I wanted, you know, to do good. I don't, not to say that I'm a people pleaser. I mean, I kind of am, but I don't ever want to like disappoint anybody or make Mm -hmm. anyone mad. So it's just, I take on responsibility and I try to do my absolute best and I force you to tell me if I'm not. (laughs) And then I correct it. That's great. Um, You know, that energy, I think you have applied to different areas of your life. And one area that, you know, one of the reasons why we kind of like first started meeting up was TikTok, which is this platform. Uh, For those that don't know what TikTok is, it is literally this uh, social media app that has taken the world by storm. Uh, in fact, you know, right now there we're going through kind of like this phase where we don't know whether or not TikTok is going to. <laughs> yeah. But but it is this app that I think, in my opinion, has done an amazing job at you know forcing um, people to stay on it. You know, they have this algorithm, the for you page, which basically c- constantly gives you. I guess, fresh and interesting, you know, uh, videos on there. Uh, And you have executed really well on that platform. You have, you know, what, like 300,000 followers at this point? Where where are we at right now? We're almost at 340. Okay, very nice. I'm excited. So how how have you done that? Tell me about kind of like your, your, the steps that you took to, you know, get accustomed to that platform. Well, honestly, I was like anyone else. I saw, like, the first ad for TikTok on uh, Facebook, and it was just strictly, like, cosplay. I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Okay. And if I'm being honest, it was, like, a super cute dude, and I was like, hmm, I like your stuff. Then when I (laughs) I got on there and I followed, and I realized it was a girl, and I was like, oh, that's that's funny. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... I didn't really know what TikTok was, but it was because of that video that made me kind of like explore it. So then I just got addicted and I was like scrolling through the For You page. And before I knew it, it was like 3 a.m. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This is fun. Uh I want to do this. So I originally. How long ago? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. How how long ago uh, did you start? Uh, It was like, I feel like the beginning of 2019. It was after I got. It was after I got married. Mm-hmm. I got married uh, 420 of 19. So it was, little, it was after I moved in with my husband. So it was like summerish of 2019. So we're uh, probably coming up on your first year. Yes. So one year, 300,000 followers. That 340,000 followers. And I had to restart. Remember, my first oh, account got yes. banned. <laughs> I was so mad. What, what happened with that? I don't know. You still don't know to this day. No, because like at first, like I started like anyone. I like would lip sync things and I was like yeah well you know no one's really watching this and I remember being at South Beach one day and I was like I am so bored and I had this awful lady come in and she was just so nasty and I have so many Karen stories I was like you know what this I'm just gonna vent I can't Uh really get on Facebook and you know bash these people because you know they'll probably see it or anything and I never give names but I was like you know what I'm gonna recreate this story so as soon as I posted that like like an hour later, it went viral, and I was like, "Yeah, you sickos. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy my pain. But it was funny because people related to it. Sure. And then I just kind of kept dipping my toes into, like, customer service videos and explaining my stories in, like, you know, a funny way. And, yes, some of them are a little exaggerated. I mean, people like that better. Sure. Um, but that's what I kept doing, and people loved it. And I got like over 100,000 followers once I started doing like little Karen skits and everything. 
And then all of a sudden, I don't know, I, to this day, I don't know what I did. I got on and I, I got on Instagram and a lot of people were messaging me on Instagram. What happened to your TikTok? I can't find you. What mm, happened? Mm. And I was like, what? No, no. Maybe you typed it in wrong or, or something. And I, sure enough, I pulled up my app and they told me that I had been banned for violating the rules and guidelines. Any idea of why? At all. At all. They didn't give me a warning. At least, like, there have been, like, some videos, like, I've posted, like, say, for instance, there was, like, a knife in the background or anything like that that violated the rules and guidelines. They've let me know. Yeah. And, like, they've either muted the video or taken it down. Like, yeah. Since I've had my new account. But back then, I got no warning. Oh, my God. They didn't tell me, you know, well, we took this video down because it violated the rules and guidelines. They just took everything away. How, how, how upset were you can you kind of like recall that moment in time when you realized that every all your hard work that you've been doing to build this account had been completely taken away i was a, i was a bit of a baby <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um these they're more than i don't even like calling them followers i call them friends because you know they interact with me i interact with them they say that I make their day, but in reality, when they're, when they're nice and everything, they make my day. I look forward awesome. to reading their comments. Um, but during the time that I did get banned, it was during a very difficult time in my life. Mm. Um, I, I'm a huge animal person. Like, they're my babies. Um, but at the time, my dog, Bella, who I'd had for 10 years, I basically, you know, kind of grew up with her, um, she had newly passed away so i was kind of using that as a distraction and like reaching out to them so then when i realized that was gone too and i didn't have contact with those people anymore i was devastated but i was also really pissed because i'm just being honest we all see what's on tiktok sure and there's some nasty stuff just Mm -hmm. from the audios to these kids half naked dancing around like just really vulgar things that me personally like no judgment I wouldn't post. I didn't post. So I was just really confused as to why, why. you and not them. Exactly. And like I emailed them, I appealed it, everything. Nothing. They just basically said we're denying your appeal. So <laughs> I, I did hear in here that, you know, some of some of your followers had actually trickled into Instagram. Right. So they were contacting you through your Instagram page and I I guess asking you. So what is the conversion rate there? I mean, you know, you have about, you know, 340,000 on now on um, TikTok. Mm -hmm. What does that convert into? Does it like is it pretty high on Instagram as well? Well, it's a lot higher than it was before TikTok. Like I had like maybe 500 followers or so. Um, But also, if I'm being perfectly honest, I suck it up like uploading content to Instagram. Most of the stuff I upload is like from my TikTok or whatnot. Um, but anyway, I'm almost to 10,000. So wow. I get about roughly like 100 or it depends on the day, honestly, like around 100 followers a day on Instagram. So it helps. They definitely, you know. Play off of each other. Exactly. Like it's, you can definitely succeed more on other platforms if you already have kind of a following on one. They just kind of like, go over. So really important question here. Um, you know, obviously you had an Instagram before and you were not as successful on Instagram as you were on TikTok. Why do you think that's the case? Honestly, I just think TikTok gives you so many different opportunities to stand out. Like they're constantly throwing you out. It's not 
I'm sorry, but Instagram, it's a little bit boring to me. Like pictures mm -hmm. and stuff here and there where people can be so creative on this app. Rather, it's just, you know, lip syncing or posting their own, own contact and scripts and everything. It's more entertaining to me than what it is on Instagram. And I just feel like people have a better chance standing out on TikTok versus Instagram. But honestly, I mean, if you think about it, these platforms, they've, they've strived at some point, just like Snapchat, and then kind of Instagram took over, and they kind of fed off of each other. And now TikTok, you know, it's just, it's this huge app that everybody's into, and if you're not on it, you're making a mistake. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so I have to ask here, um, you know, your name on TikTok is Wheezy fitness 2.0 i understand the 2.0 yeah. but i don't understand wheezy fitness where does that come from okay so kind of like to backtrack um earlier when i told you that i was i had severe chronic asthma okay um going to my doctors you know i was on so many different asthma medications and i just i asked them i was like is there anything at all that i can do at home that's gonna help my lung capacity whatsoever and she looks at me and she goes, exercise. And I just look at her and I'm like, you do realize that I get out of breath just walking to the kitchen. <laughs> How am I supposed to do that? She's like, no, just, just hear me out. Do whatever you can. Like if you can like do a couple jumping jacks, if you can, you know, do a couple sit, just something to get your heart rate up a little bit, move a little bit. She's like, it's going to be hard, even if you have to take breaks here and there. But exercise has been proven to help your lung capacity. So I was like, okay, I got you. So I start YouTubing everything. Sure. And uh, I'll never forget, the very first person that kind of uh, motivated me, her name is Zuska Light. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I'm not. <laughs> but she's just... In Statesboro? No, she's a... Oh, she's a YouTuber. Yeah, she's okay. a YouTuber. Um, super beautiful body. Mm -hmm. But I looked up to her because, you know, a lot of the times when people think, ooh, pretty girl, they're like, they're like skinny or whatnot. No, this girl, she's thick. Uh -huh. She had like some muscle. She had abs. She had a nice little booty. Uh -huh. I was like, that's what I want. Well, she had so many like free, free videos on her YouTube. And uh, I'll never forget the first one I did was push-ups for beginners. Okay. <laughs> the first time I tried to push up, I just slammed, in my, like, I slammed my face to the ground. It, it wasn't fun. But I... Like a 30-minute workout video, it would take me over an hour and a half to complete. So you would pause and go get it? Yep. Pause and go at it again. I would have to take inhaler breaks. But wow. I did this for several months into years to where eventually, like, my breathing was so much better. Mm. Um, I'm still on a lot of asthma medications, but, like, I'm not going to the ER every freaking month like I was before all this. So I developed a passion for fitness. Like, it was kind of like an addiction. That's all I would watch on YouTube. That's all I would watch on, on the television was just people working out. And it motivated me to do that. So the, the wheezy part comes from my asthma and then the fitness. Is just, that was kind of my passion. And they kind of go hand in hand now. So I, I love that. I, I mean, I, now that you kind of, like, tell me that story, obviously extremely inspiring. You know, there's so many people out there that, you know, have 
uh, pre-existing conditions that, you know, they don't know that exercise will be able to solve all those, all those things. Um, and it's amazing that you've been able to do that. Uh, you know, what I keep hearing time and time again is that you have this tenacity, right? Anything that you set your mind to, you literally go 100% for and, you know, like, see it through, right? Um, what is coming up next for, for you? For me? Yeah. Well... Um, I recently just purchased online classes for NASM, okay. National Academy of Sports Medicine. So it's a personal training um, class. So I'm working on getting my certification. Okay. And then me and my husband are actually turning our spare bedroom into like a little home gym. Awesome. So hopefully within, you know, the next few months or so, it's like a, a six month course. Basically you have six months to complete it, but it's a 10-week course um, from the time that you start. So it's going to take some time to fix that room up and everything, but that was my, that's my passion. And I know how good I felt like when I first got into it and seeing your body do these things you had no idea they were capable of. And knowing that it's not just, you know, about physical, it's mental, it's internal health. Um, but also, you know, I'm planning, I don't just want to do one thing. I love my TikTok. Sure. Um, I'm still going to be doing TikTok. Um, I'm going to be dipping my toes in YouTube. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> I then, believe that you will. Uh, but I think everybody's, personally, I think, you know, everybody's goal in life, especially in today's society, because it's easier than ever, is to be your own boss, make your own schedule, and just enjoy what you're doing. It's not about how much money, per se, you can get in your account. Yeah, you want to be comfortable. I mean, you need money to survive. But for me personally, it's about being happy. So I know that personal training will make me happy. YouTube makes me very happy. Not YouTube, sorry. TikTok makes me very happy. And then, you know, just kind of like dipping my toes into other platforms as well. You don't have to stop at just one. I, I think, you know, one of the, the, the inspiring things in this is everything that you said. Uh, but on top of that, you know, I think there's this idea that a college education is what makes you successful. And I think that you've kind of like proven that not to be correct, because even though that you didn't have that uh, college education, you still go after everything that you want to do in your life. And I think that that is one of the most the biggest things that you can put out there. Um, for you, for somebody that's kind of like on the fence of whether or not they want to make that decision or not, what would you say to them? That you, I mean, call, not to dog college at all. Like, it, it's very important. Like, yeah, if you want to be a surgeon or, you know, a doctor or anything like that, yeah, you, you need to go to college. But, you know, I do not think at all that you have to go to college to be successful. It's just this stereotype that people have, you know, placed in our mind growing up that you're not anybody unless you go to college, mm -hmm. you know? Not everybody is gonna have that opportunity to go to college, rather they just don't have the money, maybe they don't really have the education for, for it. But I don't, I don't think for a second that, you know, you should think that you're only gonna be successful if you go to college. You're not going to be successful if you don't do anything. That's huge. Like, if you, if you just sit there and you fantasize about, you know, where you want your life to be and you don't take steps to get there, I mean, it, it's just a dream. It's never going to happen. And you have only yourself to blame if you don't do things. And I think that's, that's one thing I think people kind of, like, hold themselves back on is 
like just to get started with TikTok. Sometimes people, in my opinion, they overthink it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to have this really great phone. I need to have this super amazing, you know, lighting and you know it's just got to look like professionally done no it Mm. doesn't it just needs to stand out and be you know catch the eye you need to be yourself doing it i mean you can you can strive um i don't know if you've ever heard of him before but there is this he's one of these um fitness um influencers that i got into his name's christian guzman Mm -hmm. he started youtube while he was in college and you know, it was it was just kind of like, you know, mediocre, him just filming himself in his dorm room and everything. Well, he got to see all these, you know, overwhelming flows of people who really liked what he was doing, and he was inspiring them while he was in college. And so then he got to see, you know, he he's make not only is, you know, he helping people and he's having, you know, fun doing it, He's making money off of it. That's right. You know? So it became, you know, not just a job to him. You know, he was happy doing it. He was successful doing it. And he dropped out of college. Mm. Well, Christian Guzman never had a job in his life. Mm. So he just kind of went full force into YouTube. Then he started his own brand um, called Alphalete. I think I've, I've heard of him, yes. Yeah, so it was like a clothing brand. And, I mean, he kind of started off like everyone else did, you know, just kind of printing the logo onto t-shirts and stuff. But he did something. He started something. And then it converted into, you know, he got this huge gym. He got his own warehouse. It just kept getting bigger and bigger to where in a few months he just kept outgrowing everything. Then he came out with his own uh, energy drink. Wow. uh, Called 3D Energy. So, I mean, he is all over the place. And this guy never even had a job in his life. That's right. Didn't go to college, and he is extremely, extremely successful. I, I think that's the that's the dream that I think a lot of people look at, right? Um, and I think that, you know, how do you feel about that? Is that something that, do you think he's lucky? No, he works his ass off. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what it is. I don't think people, there are some people that we have seen, I won't name names on TikTok, that I'm just kind of like, why? Uh-huh. Why? Why do you have like 78 million followers? But whatever. Um, because it's just, it's not, it's not creative stuff. And I'm just like, okay. So in some cases, yeah, I do think maybe some people have a little luck to it. But also, even though, even if it is luck, they are still putting work into this platform. They're not just sitting there and, you know, ooh, I have so many followers. They're still striving to get more. So, no, I don't, I don't think, like, it's always luck. I just think it's hard work. Anything you go into, if you want to be successful, nine times out of ten, you're going to have to get off your butt and do something. That's just like with TikTok. It's not, you know, just twiddling your thumbs. There's a lot of thought that goes into That's a right. lot of these creators. How, how long does it take uh, for you to kind of, like, think of a concept and then execute? Well, if it's just like personal experiences that I've had, not very long. It's just I just I just go. Uh-huh. Um, but if it's like if if it's like little scripts with you know my husband, or if I have certain ideas, you know that kind of strive away from my original content, I honestly I, I I get quiet and then I get me a notepad and I just think and I just start writing things. Like I write my own scripts and everything. And that way I have so many different ideas for videos, and then I will pick a day, and I will just shoot pretty much all day long, get a huge, like, lineup of videos to where, you know, 
life gets busy sometimes. That way I constantly have something that I can upload. It's just, you know, kind of thinking it out properly and, and doing it. So the thought process takes me a few hours so far as ideas, but um, shooting doesn't take me that long. It's just having so many ideas. There's so many videos. I think the longest it takes me to edit a video is if I have multiple characters <laughs> that I play. Mm -hmm. I see that. Or if it's like um, for a company that reached out to me because I put a lot more thought into it and like filters and effects and everything. So, I mean, it, it's work. It could take me all day to, to shoot, you know, for a week or two days to shoot for a week. So let me ask you this. Um, for you, uh, obviously you have kind of built a following on TikTok. Have you gotten to the point where you're being recognized in Statesboro? Like, are people coming up to you like, oh, my God, you, I see you all, all over TikTok. Is that, has that, <laughs> like, unknowns, like, has that happened already? It's funny that you say that because, honestly, I think TikTok, they kind of, like, throw you out more in your area, in my opinion. I see that. I, I feel like that's what they kind of do because, now, since Corona, no, because okay. I wear my face mask, uh -huh. but they're... There was times I couldn't go in Walmart without, you know, people coming up and talking to me, and they were surprised that I talked to them as well, or um, going to restaurants or bars in Savannah before all this craziness happened with my family, and people at the bar um, asked me if I was on TikTok, Chili's right down here. Uh -huh. There's a lot of people that I saw regularly that would serve us, and, like, we have our favorite servers and everything, and then they figured out that I was on TikTok, and I had a lot of people during that time in Chili's, come to our table. They didn't even know me, but they were like, oh, this girl's on TikTok. Uh -huh. So we want to say hi and get pictures with her just in case. Just in case of what? <laughs> what I guess in case that I get somewhere in life. I don't know. But I was like, sure. But it, it's a lot of stuff like that, and they're surprised that, you know, I talk to them or I acknowledge them or anything like that. I've, I'm literally the same person in person as what I am on TikTok. I am the least judgmental person you will ever meet. I, I love people for the most part. There's, there's always some people that get under my skin. But I will never, I don't care how many years go by, I will never be the type of person to look down at someone and think that I'm better than them, mm. ever. So I think they're, originally they're kind of like set back that I'm like, oh, hey, come here, give me a hug. How uh -huh. are you? What's your name? Or like that I'm okay with them taking pictures and everything because it's, it's just me. It's just Skyla. I'm glad that you follow along, but, you know, I'm nobody special per se. The authenticity of who you are, I think, really shines through. Like even through our conversation right now, it's really like who you are on TikTok is who you are, right? Uh, but Skyla, um, I wanted to, you know, first thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, there was so, so many things in your story that I actually didn't realize and really inspired by, you know, your journey of what you've been able to do. Um, and I wanted to ask if there's anything that you wanted to kind of like tell the audience, um, just maybe something that, you know, you would like to tell every single person out there. As cheesy as it may sound, don't doubt yourself. Um, if you have your mindset on something that you want to do in your life, do it. Don't ever think, oh, you know, well, this person's so successful at it, I could never do it. You're never going to know unless you, you know, you try. Don't worry about everyone else. Don't worry about what they're thinking. Just focus on what it is that you're wanting to do and make sure that you, you know, don't, 
don't beat yourself up if you don't succeed at first. Just keep doing and try to perfect it in any way possible. Just have a little bit more faith in yourself because some of you guys doubt yourself too much and it's not good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, Wheezy Fitness 2.0. Wheezy Fitness on Instagram? Yes. Okay, very nice. Uh, thank you so much for your time and then uh, I appreciate it.